Hey, Mark. Hey, Katie. Hey, you want to do a podcast? Yeah. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Unforget Yourself Show, where we use the power of woo and the proof of science to help you identify your blind spots, get over your own bullshit, <gasps> so that you can do the fucking thing you actually want to do. Absolutely. I'm Mark. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of Unforget Yourself and the creators of the Unforget Yourself system. Look, being a business owner is tough. Yeah. With vulnerability and with humor, mm-hmm. we'll be sharing with you the real stories behind the success of those brave and crazy enough to start their own business and to show you that you're not alone. You're not. Well, from the accidental entrepreneur to the laser-focused CEO, we have honest conversations about how they got to where they are today. We talk about the challenges that they faced and what they're currently dealing with in real time on their roller coaster journey. Along the way, we want to show you that it's, it's you. You are the most important asset in your business. Yeah, you are. So let's cut the bullshit and start the show. Enjoy. Okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. So today we have with us Letitia Bowden, and she has multiple brands. She's the owner of the web design and development agency Kicking Pixels, My Web Advantage, and new SaaS product Gatheru. Exciting. Hey, Letitia, welcome to the show. Hi, Mark. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Hey, so, so welcome. Can you expand a bit more on you know, where you are with your multiple businesses today and who do you love working with? Yeah, sure. Uh, so Kicking Pixels, we started about 12 years ago, and um, that is a design web design and development agency. My husband started that um, solely on his own, upskilled in every area, um, and got to the point where he really thought, you know what, I don't want to be a jack of all trade and really focused in on the website. So we did away with the SEO and all of these other things. Um, But a great journey for him to have because when it comes to web design and development, you need to know all of those things. And he's done it all. Um, Mm. He just decided to focus on one thing. And he managed to take that business to, you know, amazing things. Um, So we've got some social clubs and whatnot as customers and clients. Um, But it now... It became apparent about five years ago when I came into the business and started doing some local marketing and some local networking that the local businesses just couldn't afford that anymore. They didn't have complex messages. And and that's when we really put our heads together and decided to, you know, those small businesses, they still need and deserve really great websites that work, that are custom for their messages but they don't need all the bells and whistles. And so we we streamlined everything. And that's when My Web Advantage was born. Um, and just before COVID, actually, we realized that one of the big bottlenecks in our business was gathering content for from clients to start on their, their work. So they'd already decided to work with us and they'd already paid the deposit. But then getting that information from them was really painful. And then finding it in our emails was really painful. So that was our pain point. We decided to do something about it. And we thought, you know what, other digital agencies probably have the same problem. Um, And as we were talking through the idea with friends and family, we realized that there were a lot of other industries out there that have the same pain point. And so we built it as a um, product that we could then sell subscriptions for. So that was Gatheru. That's our COVID baby. <laughs> the COVID. I love that. Well, your journey here, it's, it's intriguing because you built a beautiful big company, saw that there was a need for the locals. Now, you had, again, 
the whole journey of an entrepreneur is choose your own adventure. You could have been, mm. and so many of the people say, no, you stick with your avatar. You stick with those people. Those that can't afford it, they're not your people. Stick with what you're good at and what you know. You guys chose, hold on. How can we serve these people? What could the option be? And then you created it. And then you had a need, a problem with your business, solved it, and now selling that. So it sounds like you you guys enjoy being, here's a problem, here's a challenge. What can we do to solve it? And you fucking do. So yeah. God, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, and that that's probably is my banking background. I've been in strategy and that's the bit that I love. I love listening to someone's story and someone's problems and going, okay, let's just break it down and then build something from the ground up. Um, and I think that that's very much where both Matt and I come from and stand for. You know, we, we're not saying we've got this product, this is for you. We're saying, okay, this is you, this is your issue or your problem, and then let's work backwards and see if we can help you. Um, and part of that journey, especially for, for me, having you know, a lot of networks and events to go to, um, it's about understanding who else is in my space in our space who's who else is a web designer because if we can't help it and they don't fit into those two avatars that we've got then I don't need to say no because that that I knew very early on I hate saying no to people and there's there's that definite um issue where you scope away from what you want to do and who you want to work for just because you don't want mm. to say no um, so we decided on that second avatar for my web advantage. It is not the startups. You know, we're still leaving that to the the packages that are out there that you just get a theme and drop in your stuff. That's not where we want to play. We want established businesses who are ready to now be professional because they did that first website initially. Yeah. Um, so, so I think we're still very clear. Well, I know that we're still very clear on our two avatars for web de- the web design and development for the two brands, um, but didn't want to step away completely from the reasons why we started Kicking Pixels in the first place, and that was to to help the smaller businesses. And I didn't want, didn't like, especially a lot of the feedback was like, oh, I got a website that was a waste of money. I was like, well, no, let's see what the problem was. The waste of money was probably in the process or in the the reasons behind going for that particular website. Um, And that's why the conversations with us, especially with small businesses, will start with, okay, if you tell me honestly what your budget is for this and what you have and what you haven't got, then we can have a, a plan and a strategy as to how you get a website that is going to work for you because you can't get a website and just expect people to find it. So you need to make sure that you've got your social media. And if you don't, you know, you need to have either the time or the money to be able to put them up and to post things out there. Um, otherwise, you will come back to me and say that was a waste of money and then that I failed in my my job. So Yeah, so along those lines, what, what do you find that's like time and time again is the the beliefs or the um, the needs that your clients you have to help them to overcome and work through so that they can really get the wealth of your knowledge and you can actually help them rather than get in their own way. Mm. It, it's the huge education piece around and education piece and, and trust building. 
So it's not about saying, oh, you want you want a quote, you've got $5,000, here's a quote for $5,000. It's about trying to get them to understand where my head's at and so to speak about my thoughts that, you know, for me, it's a, it's a no-brainer, but really kind of bringing it down to people who this is not their world and, and that education piece is around me as well as them it's not just about me pushing out all of this information because they won't be able to process it and you've got to remember that a lot of these clients you know there might be tradies or or other people who just don't sit in front of the computer all the time so this is completely foreign for them um, but it, it's about transparency and we're very transparent with our pricing and with what we do and what we don't do um, so yeah just that huge learning um, journey and and um and uh, and for for us to understand and to be able to articulate things in a way that is going to resonate with other people not in our world yeah and when your clients come to you what what experience have they had that you have to help them to maybe overcome because there's all these horror stories about agencies and not doing the right thing or being you know, ripped off or whatever. Everyone's got a horror story. Well, actually, most people have heard the horror stories, let alone not really sort of been through it. So there is so much uh, maybe mistrust or there is a lot of just mm. noise in the industry that you, know, you have to help people to, to work through and overcome. So how does that impact your, your initial approach? There's definitely a lot of bitter tastes out there um and i think that the the lower the barriers to entry there are in the industry the more that happens you know everyone's always oh, i'm a web designer i'm a web developer well no actually you're an admin person who's just sticking things in um but so there's, there's that but then there's also the people who just don't pay enough attention and don't take an interest in the process and kind of think, well, I'm paying you for it. Therefore you will give me what I need at the end of it. Um, so for us, it's about making sure that the people that we work with understand what they're signing up for. Um, so every time we go through a, a proposal, it, I speak to them beforehand. So they won't get a proposal without talking to me because that's not how we work. Their communication piece is huge. Um, and I talk to them about, you know, we can do this. Typically the, the question will be, how fast can you do it? Like, well, our typical process will take, you know, between four and eight weeks. It depends what you want, depends what we need to do, but it very much depends on you coming back to us. And you have to commit to at least five hours during this process because we will need to sit down and have meetings and explain things and have questions. Mm -hmm. So kind of setting those expectations very early on before they sign up so that they know what they're signing up for as well as we know what, what we've proposed to them. Um, and we've you know, our proposal document is quite lengthy and we take a lot of time on that. Um, and so I guess from, from my side of things, it's trying to triage the people very early on. And so there's those trigger questions that you ask in the first instance. Say, hey, that's great, you know, but this is where we are. Where are you in your journey? Is this going to be appropriate for you? And if they say no, then for me, it's about being able to go, that's okay. I can't do this website for you, but I can help you by 
giving you someone else's name who might be able to help. Um, yeah. So, so it, it's, it kind it's of a works both ways. Absolutely. It's the way yeah. it, should, it should be. It's, it's got to be two ways. And, um, and someone mentioned to me, um, you know, many moons ago that just because a client doesn't buy from you doesn't make it them not your client. And that's very much a mindset shift, I think, when you talk to people. As soon as they've asked you a question about what you do, they're your client and you want to make sure that they're nurtured through that journey, whether they buy from us or someone else. And so when you know, they do decide to go with someone else, then it's that touch point to go, hey, that website looks great. How was, you know, how was the process or whatever it was? Um, but just make, taking ownership of of that end product regardless of whether they they went with you or not nice i love that relationship building it's so important and if that if that can be easy and just enjoyable then it's not like oh we have to follow up on someone who didn't buy it. it's no we continue to do relationship because that's just what we do and it becomes second nature love that angle yeah so let's talk about sort of behind the scenes in a business so you as the business owner so we know what you do and how you work but crumbs it's tough to build businesses. Now you're on your your third iteration. You got yeah. three things going. So what's it been like for you personally as you continue to to grow and evolve? It's it's great. I think this is what I thrive on, but it can be very draining. It can be very lonely. It can be very scary um and I I think Matt and I have a great combination where we haven't touched wood and to date both being at our lowest at the same time. And so one of us will start on that slope and the other one is able to see it and elevate them back to, hey, why are we doing this again? This is what we're looking for and this is what we're going to get at the end of it. Um, and so that that works really well. Um, but I think so working, outside let's, of- let's double tap on that a little bit, working so close together with your partner, what are those triggers? What are the things that you can see that makes either you or Matt just sort of dip and you can, you, you can see it because it's obvious to you, maybe not to them. So what, what is that like? Uh, it's, oh, I guess I, I can see him going down those holes when he becomes quite busy and he'll start to, you can see the stress points starting to, to show through and that's when he'll start asking me about things in my world but saying that he's so busy he doesn't have enough time in a day. And to me, that's the, I guess that's the initial trigger point where it's like, okay, let's sit down why are you so busy? Is there anything I can take off your plate? So even though what I've heard from his words is, you know, what's happening with this pipeline or what, what's happening here, mm-hmm. you uncover that actually he's only asking that because he's so busy with everything else. He kind of feels like he's lost control. Um, and so it's about bringing it back. And I guess in the in the reverse, it'll be the, the same. I'm probably more of a, I'll just keep working when the boys are in bed and then he'll come knocking on the door and saying, you need to have some rest. You need to get out of here. 
um, you know, you can start again tomorrow. It's all going to be there. Clients are not working overnight. All of those little things that yeah. you, you just get to learn about each other that it's not the norm. So what are those conversations like when you do it's like a come to Jesus moment? What what are we doing this for? What we've lost one of us has lost <laughs> sight of the plan. One of us has lost mm-hmm. sight of what it is we were trying to achieve. It's almost become too maybe all encompassing. What is that like? Because that is a fucking real conversation. And these happen. It, it really does. It's so easy to lose focus. So what are they like for you guys? Typically starts with one of us saying, should we just stop this and just get a job? You know, we'll work less, get paid more. <laughs> is that, why don't we just do that? Um, and it's about finding your your why again, you know, both from a, a professional and, and from a personal point of view. A professional point of view is there are, there are so many people out there who get the wrong solution for their problems. And if we can get more people to talk to us, regardless of whether they continue to work with us or not, at least we've given them the information that they need to make that informed decision themselves. Um, mm. And so so that is, I guess, my professional why. It's just making sure that people have enough information to make an informed decision. On the personal why, and I think that is kind of, you know, as strong if not stronger, it's about having something that we're proud of having something that is um it, it is like another one of our kids you know it, it's taking them through that journey and finding those obstacles and saying well you know what it's not impossible let's just find a different way maybe we go around that one or maybe you actually instead of just climbing up the wall we put up a ladder so that it helps us to get over it um so I, I get that's and that's the strategy part coming out again. It, it's about doing, having that vision and doing what we can to get there. Not to say yeah, that. It's but you a, say about the strategy. So you're very logical with this. I can see how the, the way that you guys work, what you do, that comes into the decision making, comes into how to come through and work through and tackle challenges. But as an emotional human being, logic doesn't always come off so knowing what to do knowing how to do it is one thing but actually being able to do it and see it through isn't that a completely different thing it is and surrounding yourself with the right people i think is completely the key um yeah so you know if we take gatheru as the perfect example marketing Gatheru and getting Gatheru known is a completely different animal to websites. It's a very low price point. And so you're looking for volume as opposed to um, to the size of the project. And the project's been done, you know, it took us over a year to get to that point. Um, and so now it's about finding those different angles and Matt will come up with, Hey, you know, I was searching on this and I found this podcast. And so we'll listen to and upskill and do all of those things. And, and then I'll find a different angle from, you know, a a networking event, or it might be something even completely different where one of us will just find that little nugget of information that is pure gold, but 
apply it to our business in a different way. I'll give you the perfect example in terms of um, sort of finding something where you wouldn't find it normally and affecting the business. So our eight-year-old decided to be a YouTuber. He's been doing like YouTube shorts. And he put out, so he was two weeks in his journey and he put out a, a video. It was the simplest video, didn't do anything. It was his hand sort of turning like that on the sofa, 15 seconds, that was it. Um, and we woke up in the morning and he was so excited and he was looking at it. He came and woke me up. He's like, look at this, three and a half thousand impressions on that one YouTube short. And to me, it was like, my God, I need to stop what I'm doing. I need to be putting out content on social media that isn't perfect, that isn't the way I want it to be. And I just need to put myself out there um, and do it. And so since then, my content on social media has been more varied because I'm not worried about those tiny little, you know, pixel perfect posts or exactly the right words or anything like that because I've yeah, that that taught me a lesson and so having that open mind and uh, and being I mean, able to draw in to those the opportunities I think that's that's big the ability to see yeah. something but like hold on there's some inspiration here what can I learn from this and then actually apply it that's massive yeah it's it's crazy and you know I look at at Joe and I go he even though every one of us said, yeah, of course you could be a YouTuber, but, you know, don't be too depressed if no one looks at it. I mean, he got five extra followers over that that one post and things like that. Um, but he, he just goes and just does it because he had that idea. And so, you know, all of those little things is you, you have to stop thinking about this is your business and just leaving it in that little part of your world. You have to go, right, that is a part of my world, but it's, it's got pixels everywhere in that big picture. It's not just that little corner and drawing it from wherever it comes from. Don't be afraid to to apply things and to try and and it works the same way in reverse. You know, things for our business um, will kind of infiltrate into our personal lives. The way we talk to the kids, or the way we we plan things as a family, and things like that. So, what's the best thing that you've you guys have done? What's what's helped you to because obviously building your businesses, doing something completely different and new, it's like, but you just said you were working too hard anyway. Oh my gosh. And then you take more stuff on and have a family and live together. And those boundaries, the barriers, the cutoffs, work-life balance is, is sometimes hard to do. So what is, a, what is the best advice you'd give to people who are thinking about pivoting, doing something new or are struggling with the balance as it stands? find find your reason find your why I think you know you do hear it a lot these days but I think it, it means something slightly different for everyone mm. and you just need to find the one that resonates with you um so it may be and it, you know people will say well I'm in the business I want to make money um but no what is it that you want out out of it what what does it do for you, for your family right now, but in five and 10 years? Um, and what does it do for your own thoughts and happiness? Um, and so it, for me, there is definitely two whys. It'll be a, a, a business type of 
goal and a personal goal, but they're also intertwined. Um, mm. And it, it, and it, and they don't they're not static. I think that's the the huge thing about probably life in general, but definitely about business life is nothing is static, and you're constantly having to to review it and evolve it and and keep it either on the path or realize that actually there was a new path there that you didn't see up ahead, but that's worth taking. Um, and sometimes you take those paths and then you go, well, actually, let's just sit down and, and reevaluate that. Was that the wrong decision? And then just go back to that original path as soon as you can. If it was, don't don't be too caught up in were you right or wrong? It was the right decision at the time, but now you've got new information. You've got you've made a, a different decision and don't dwell on on the past. I think there's probably four or five different things in there, not just the one, but um, but yeah, I, I think that that is critical. If you're in business, you've got to know you can't plan from here to 10 years, but you need to have something in 10 years that keeps drawing you in the right path. Yeah, to know what your vision is, to know exactly where you're going and to know that it could change. It probably will change. Mm. There's always a plot twist. It should in. change. <laughs> you know, I, I was thinking the other day that... Um, the business is a little bit like when you're growing up I and, mean, you know, when you grow up, it's easy to, to think about, but when you go from childcare to primary school, to high school or elementary school, wherever you are, you, your, your friendships will change quite quickly at certain points. And then within those times, they'll change very slowly, but they'll still change or someone else will come in or leave, you know, whatever it is. And a business is very much like that. You'll have those very pivotal moments where you have to change and things do change dramatically. But in between that, you will still evolve and still grow and still, yeah. as you accumulate, as I said before, as you accumulate new information, you make different decisions and you may come full circles after after finding out enough it's... but you can explore and see what it is that you like and explore and see what what decision i said you can, you can pivot you can change you can come back it's all about seeing that <laughs> with open eyes catching your partner in the moment it's like you're about to spiral i've got you catching <laughs> a business is the right thing for me all about yeah. just just evaluating throughout i think it's so so important and also realizing that every single time that you make a decision, that is the right decision for you right there, right then. Don't worry about what other people are going to think. And I've seen people who have started their own businesses and have been, you know, successful for 12 years as something has happened and then decided that, you know what, I'm not going to do the business thing anymore. I'm going back to the workforce. That's brilliant. You know, they made that decision. If they had taken another six months or even a month longer, it that month would have been the longest month of their year of their lives. Um, yeah. So realizing that that decision is right for you. Don't worry about the noise. Don't worry about other people. Don't worry about the fact that you didn't make that decision twelve years ago. It it's been a journey, and it, that's what you need to enjoy. Not not what's happening next in that next absolutely decision. it's your journey it's your journey and you get to do this and it's tough there's so much noise out there mm. all the shoulds all the fears from other people you get to follow your your passion and so your why you've got business you've got personal but about finding what what's right for you like everyone else listen to what you want mm. and then go for it and give it your all 
and pivot and change. Or in your case, just keep on adding more business to it. You've got a problem. I'm going to solve that one. Another problem. I'm going to solve that one. Beautiful. It's, that. It, it sounds like there's a lot out there, but let me tell you, there's been a lot of other things that have come into it that we've completely rejected as well. So, you know, it, <laughs> I, I wouldn't say every time something comes up, just grab it and, and run with it. Um, yeah. Let's do a part and, two then. All the ideas that never quite made it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, lovely. Hey, yeah. Letitia, thank you so, so much for sharing your journey. Uh, behind the scenes as a business owner it's, it's so interesting to hear what fuels you what helps you and what keeps you going yeah no you're very welcome and thank you I mean this platform is amazing and definitely another one in my toolbox and you know letting other people know about it because this is how we all become successful by by helping each other and supporting each other so thank you so much to you and Katie it's great you're so, so welcome. Look, if you want to find out more about, about you, where can they find you online? Uh, so we've got the, the websites, but LinkedIn is probably the, the best point of call. Um, I think I'm the only Leticia Bowden on there. Um, but yeah, that, that's the quickest way for me to come back to anyone. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. And yeah, thank you for sharing. It's been so much fun. Thanks, Mark. You're welcome. Hey, Katie. Yeah, Mark? Want to do an outro? I sure do. Sweet. Hey, thank you so, so much for listening and making it to the end. Yay, you. So what happens next? Uh, we ask them the things that podcasters are supposed to ask at the end of an episode. Can you please rate, review, download? Subscribe. Mm. Yeah. But why is it important? Because that's how our podcast gets noticed. That's how people find us. It is, and we want all their earballs. <laughs> all the earballs all over the place. We do. Nice. Yeah, so please do all those things. We'll be ever so grateful. And then more people hear your beautiful voice. Or yours. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See you next time. Bye.